What's going on, everybody? You're listening to episode 188 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Joe Morgan. Gadzooks. And Shelly Waltar. Hello. Who are you? Are, are you I don't even know. Well, Shelly Waltar got engaged. Are you keeping yeah. your last name? Have you decided yet? Is that personal? Uh, I probably won't. I'll probably so take on the other name. I'll have to, at some point, give you a different introduction. That's so exciting. Yeah. And crazy. That'll be really weird. People will be like, wait, you you, you got a new person to replace Shelly? So the name's the same? <laughs> Her voice no, sounds so me. similar. <laughs> well, congratulations. Yeah. I just wanted to say congratulations on, on air. Yeah, thank like, you. it's super cool. Yeah, very exciting. Wedding is next year, next summer. Oh, wow. Cool. Yep. This week, we're going to be geeking out about the latest Nintendo Direct, Space Pirates, Sony's overuse of Spider-Man. But first, special shout out to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Grace. Specifically, Brian Strother, Jordan Garner, Casey Cobble, Jason Wilkerson, Sam Watson, David Corey, Hannah Bacon, The Mouse Potatoes, Dan Alo, Trey Brabant, Peter Tallow, Michael Miller Jr., and Hannah Goose. Thank you so much. We love you. You're awesome. And before we get into what we've been gaming and everything, we want to make sure that you are gaming. So we're giving another game away and that is slay the spire we did this i think in july i think it's been over a month since we did this last so how it's going down is you can get slay the spire it's first come first serve we're only giving away one code and you have to listen to the entire podcast to get it it is going to be a steam code and the very first part of that steam code is f b g w i so listen to the rest of the podcast You'll hear it come out. You can type it in, and maybe you can get Slay the Spire, which is a roguelike card game. Really cool art style. So, yeah. Yeah. What do you guys? What games have you guys been playing? Go Before ahead. Shelly? Yeah, Shelly. Uh, well, I have something that's sort of related to gaming, but I don't know if I want to wait till the geeking out section. But besides that, yeah, I think I will wait till the to or to not the geeking out the. What Other else are things we for geek, yes, gotcha. correct, because it's oh, okay. much bigger. The very um, end of the podcast. So I went to okay. a big Smash tournament, and then, so I'll kind of talk about my experience then. Okay. So obviously cool. I've been playing Super Smash Bros. Uh, for the Nintendo Switch. Speaking of Smash Bros., <laughs> but, we did have a question, and that was, how do you master Banjo-Kazooie? And I was like, that's a question for Shelly. That's a question for... I, I'm not good at Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, well, there you go. All I know is that you basically spam down B... And you can use it to infinitely jump. Okay. So if you want to learn how to do that, you can look that up. <laughs> cool. There but, you go. And Pro use side B, but not too much. That's all I know. I think you just joined the speedrun community and beat the game over and over and over again. Yeah. For side. <laughs> they asked about Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, that's, that's true. Not game. in Smash Bros. specifically. Uh, Bazinga. I think they well, might have said Smash Bros. I don't know. That's why I'm saying Smash Bros. I haven't played the original game. <laughs> you haven't played the original so, game? No. Oh, you totally should. And then I've never be completely had an underwhelmed product. because I uh, have talked it up so much. Yeah. The original was on a Nintendo product, ma'am. Uh, that I don't own. Wait, did you say you don't have an Xbox? <laughs> she said she never owned an Xbox product. 
It's on Xbox. <laughs> it was an Nintendo 64 game. It was yeah, originally it an N64 game. And I think yeah, the spaceship controller have. is the best way to play it. All I know is that freaking Sakurai in, in the direct said, hey, y'all should play Banjo-Kazooie on Xbox. And I'm like, oh. ah, I can't do that. That's okay. cool of him. So. I love those games, but they probably didn't age as well as I think they do. It's been a while. Anyway, Word. so there's that game. I've also still kind of been playing more Three Houses really slow, um, simply because I just, I've been, I've been doing a lot of stuff. I've been out and about. Things have been happening. Getting um, engaged. Yeah, yeah, things like that. So, but I'm slowly still making my way through my Golden Deer playthrough. New Game Plus is awesome. Um, if you played through three houses and were like, oh, now I'm done. No, don't be done. Play another house, play New Game Plus. It's really, really nice. So, I managed to recruit all of my students back from the Blue Lions. And I'm working on uh, Black Eagle students, which will be more difficult. But, um... We'll just see how it goes. I already got Bernard Why? Why is it more difficult? Just because you don't know what they like yet? Uh, it's because with New Game Plus, you can spend... There's this... I don't, really, I don't even know if I want to call it an in-game currency. It's like this... Basically, you get something called Renown from quests. And okay. you can use it to spend on various things. And in New Game Plus, you could use it to essentially buy back a lot of the abilities you had... At the end of the last game. So okay. you're able to buy back your professor level. You're able to buy back support levels. And usually support levels are what are going to be the best way to get okay. your students back. But I didn't have a lot of support levels with anyone from the Black Eagles because they weren't my class. So gotcha. I actually have to okay. try. <laughs> Whereas the other ones, I just had to basically buy their friendship. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's it's great. And I played a little bit more Wizard of Legend. Like, it's been a while since I played that game, but... Yeah, Daniel you've not mentioned to, that in a while. Yeah, Danny wanted to um, play that, and I'm like, yeah, we, I still have that game. And it's still fun. Again, I really like playing with it co-op. It's super fun. But um, those are the... I think that's all the games I've been playing. Cool. So nothing like really... Nothing new, but a little bit different. That's all. Yeah, nice. How about you, Joe? So I've been playing Astral Chain. Oh yeah, that sounds that just cool. Came out. Astral Chain is cool. It's like Devil May Cry with an extra pet. Oh. <laughs> and you can so the chain. It's literally a link between you and this pet that you can move around and control and fight beside. You can wrap the chain around enemies to lock them down, and then you can both kind of like rush in and and do that sort of thing. There so is this pet are, like a cat. A dog. There are five or six of them you can get throughout the game. Is it like Pikachu? There's one that's kind of a wolf. I have. I don't have that one yet. Okay. I, I think I'm about halfway through the game. I have three of them unlocked. Okay. And I've got probably 10 to 12 hours in it. I'm really enjoying it. It's it's As far as the Switch game goes, it looks great. It's very the action neon. on screen is cool. Yeah. So it feels very Devil May Cry- you, you know, you get like S rank or A rank or C rank or whatever for each of the missions based on how combat effective you are and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But then between missions, you're doing like police detective work to kind of try to track down these other monsters, solve problems for the people in the city and that sort of thing. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. From all the footage I've seen, like it looks really legit. <laughs> yeah. I'm really digging it. Uh and so it's it's been an embarrassment of riches the last week. I 
we got our review copy of Gears 5 last oh, week. Cool. And so I spent uh, late last week and, and early weekend finishing that campaign, uh, playing some multiplayer. And I've got my review written up. I believe it is currently scheduled to go live on Wednesday, so I believe it should be live by the time everybody's listening to this. I think it's so cool that Batista got put in the game. He wasn't in there when I got my copy. No, oh, okay. So I, he may be a future... I assumed it's like a DLC, like a paid thing. Probably, yeah. So the two that came with the game, they sent me the uh, the Ultimate Edition of the game. Mm-hmm. And that came with Sarah Connor and a oh. T and a Terminator for the for wow. the yeah for the locust and the good and the cog for those who aren't in the loop Dave Batista was wanting to make a movie for the longest time and we've talked about it on the podcast that it's just like can't it's not going to happen he can't get it to happen uh, so it's really cool of them to like bring him on did you see the footage like the unveil of him yeah getting he looks legit in cog armor mm-hmm like, straight up looks like he belongs in that world. I think the plan is just to make him so a part of the world that they have to make a movie. Like, we haven't sick. acted perfectly for him. Uh, I've got to say, if you like Gears games, or if you have the Game Pass, you should definitely play Gears 5. That campaign, they have some... Like, if you go into the extras, you can get caught up on the story of the Gears universe or Gears 4 real quick, and you should... Gears 5 is hands down my favorite campaign out of all six games because Judgment was in there too. Cool. They do they they are pretty good storytellers and and there's some emotional moments in there. So awesome. Yeah. I love that movement in video games that we're getting this like super story driven anymore. It's it's a weird thing for me to say, but some of uh, most of my favorite games throughout history, not all of them, but a good portion of them at some point evoke such an emotional response that I typically cry. Okay. Mom. I can see how Tetris and, would do that to you. Dude. Oh, yeah. I didn't cry during Tetris, <laughs> but that is one of my all time favorite games. That is I cool. just imagine you like in tears, like you, you blew. It's so like, beautiful. No. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, it's gears. Five's got a great story. Cool. So yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so Astral Chain and Gears 5. That's it, yeah. Uh, speaking of Gears, I played Gears Pop after your recommendation. Okay. Uh, that's okay. I'm sure Gears 5 I, is great. <laughs> that's about how quick I burned out on it, too. So, <laughs> I just don't do mobile stuff, man. Yeah. I I don't know if I'm just, like, really into Arena. Like, I'm worried that my, my thoughts are because I like Arena of Valor so much and I like that MOBA game. I wish that the lanes acted more like a MOBA in this, that it was more of a, you were capturing that and it would take a little bit longer and be a little more strategic. Yeah, this is less MOBA and more, what, what is it, Clash? Clash, Clash yeah, Clans, like... Clash Royale. You're going from, there's three different gates, basically. On There's two of them, two sets of three gates, and you're right. getting past each gate, and that can come and go as you please. Like, it's not a capture that, it's just kind of a, whoever gets there first. Uh, yeah. But... The game itself, it's got this cool ranking system that I, I like. Uh, it would work really well if you weren't paying for upgrades. You can pay for these upgrades. And so oh, okay. someone yeah. who is like way underranked can have stuff that's way better than you and just completely overpower you. And I feel, 
Oh, go ahead. Started started getting into the loot box aspect of that mobile game grind. Yeah. I, I, very quickly, I was like, okay, this is. I see what this is, and I'm not really here for this. Mm-hmm. It's why I don't like mobile games. So many of them rely on that kind of mechanic. I don't feel a lot of strategy, and I, maybe if you played the entire, you know, got everything unlocked, it would be more strategy based. But I don't think a game should need to be played to its extent to be enjoyed. I think the, yeah. the journey should be fun. Uh, but it feels very play- pay to win. Like if someone pays for stuff, they can definitely outbeat your rank until you get to someone yeah, who's not. Yeah, that's that's garbage. And even when I am winning, I don't feel like I outsmarted the person. I feel like I just out earned them for the stuff that yeah. I have. Hmm. So I don't know. I think it was a really cool idea. The art style is amazing. I love the little pops and I love the animations that they have for. Yeah. Them. Uh, I think is a really, really cool idea, but the pay-to-win aspect is kind of a bummer for me. Yeah. I also got to play uh, the Super Nintendo, I guess, stuff for the Switch, which I know you're going to be talking about in your stories. And I'm so excited (laughs) because Super Mario World is one of my favorite games. That is one of my all-time favorite games. So I've always switched it with Super Mario Bros. 3. I always say that Super Mario Bros. 3 is my favorite, uh, which it is, but... I definitely have a lot of nostalgia for this one, and my wife has never played it, so I'm trying to get her to play it. She's never played Super Mario World? No, and it's such a historical piece in my mind for a gamer to play. Have you played it, Shelly? I've played... I think I've played it. I've played Super Mario games, like classic ones. I've played Super Mario Bros. Okay, I was going to say... Have you played the one where you get Yoshi? Super Mario World... You've probably played it. I think I have. Okay. It's, if you've not played, I mean, like, it's on Switch. You you definitely have access yeah, to it. Yeah, if you it's have online, for Switch you online. have it on Switch now. You just download it for free. You download the entire system. Uh, I, it's bad that I don't necessarily enjoy playing classic Mario games. <laughs> you should give this one a shot. This one's... This is hands down the best one they've ever made, in my opinion. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's got yeah. so much character, so much... And it's the world's really well designed. It's just a fun game. It's got a cute story to it. Uh, I mean, yeah. you're still just going from castle to castle, but like how the castles are uh, overcome is great. There is a yeah. s- few, like maybe three secrets in every stuff. world. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. It's a really cool game. I also was really excited for Super Mario World Two because I had never played that before. Uh, and I'm kind of let down so far, but I'm going to beat Super Mario World and then really dive into Super Mario Yoshi's World. Um, Yoshi's, Yoshi's Yoshi's story is it Yoshi's story? Is Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Island. That game is also legit. So I need to play it's a little bit more. It's not as good. It's not as good in my opinion as Super Mario World. Yeah. Very few. I don't know if anything ever will will top that in my opinion. Super Mario World is really good. For a, platformer i was kind of bummed with yoshi's i've been so excited to play it for so many years and i was playing it and like the controls feel a little bit weird and uh i like the art style but the art style also is kind of hard to like see so i gotta give it more time and i will um i also will say that the emulator that they use has a rewind button and i am using it abusively and i kind of wish it just wasn't there uh, because I'm beating Super Mario World super quickly. But because it's there and I mess up, I'm like, I'll just use it this one time, and it's kind of turned into a thing of, like, anytime I mess up, I'm rewinding to... Because I don't want to play the Stop level through that. again. I need to not, because it's way more of an enjoyable game when you're not hitting that rewind button. Like I said, I wish it just didn't yeah. exist. It just, it's a colorful game. It's got good, upbeat music. and vi- 
man, the art's great. I never realized that it's the same song for every level. Like, they take that same dun 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 and they rework that into every song that's in there. They do for a lot of it. All of There's it. some fantastic... I don't think it's every level, is it? It may not be the worlds. Like, it's not the overworlds. But every level, like the the water levels, you can hear the dun 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 dun. It's just in different keys and stuff. Yeah. Which now I understand why that song is so embedded in my brain. Because yeah. I've whistled that for years. Uh, even in the haunted houses, they put it in like a minor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Um, Such a great game. There's also Link to the Past on there. I'm kind of getting into your news story, but um, I've, I haven't played anything else. Let's just get into the news stories. We can do that. What what else is on that <laughs> Switch? Yeah, so th- they came out. They had a, uh, a Nintendo Direct last week, and a lot of what they announced was the three major sticking points, right? They announced mm-hmm. the SNES stuff on Switch, which had, which had 20 games. Yeah. Uh, there's Several also... which I hadn't heard of before. Yeah, that for me too. There's a lot of stuff that I probably should check out. I still want to play Kirby and Link to the Past and Star Fox though. Kirby's Dream Course is also great. Okay, oh, cool. Yeah. It's kind of a putt putt style game, but it's yeah, it's. There's fun, online play for the Mario Kart, which I think is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yeah. Um, wow. There's a lot of those games that I've played already that I just I want to get back into. Yeah, I've those are classics. Never beaten Link to the Past, and it makes me so mad. I've gotten to the end. Breath and then of lost save files. Breath of Fire was on there, I believe. Breath of Fire is... So my friends were playing Breath of Fire. And I didn't realize how bad it was. Like, they made it... They they were pretty faithful to what it was originally, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's just super hard to understand, like, anything. Yeah, it's the original (laughs) Breath of Fire. There have been a ton of those games. None of these games were remixed, were they? I don't think so. They're all original. Those, those are the original games. Yeah. 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 Some of the NES ones, I think, were remixed. Yeah. But these F Zero's on there. Never played it, but I'll check it out because I know. Oh it's my! A, you uh, haven't played F Zero? Nope. Captain Falcon, my man. You know who Captain Falcon is? I played Smash Bros. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No. I know. F Zero's the best. Super Metroid. Oh yeah, oh, Super man. Metroid. Yeah. I've never played a Super Metroid. And so I'm super Arguably excited about that. one of that. the greatest games of all time. Yeah. Yeah. You should definitely... De- F-Zero, Super Metroid, you should definitely give those a try. I, I mean, opened it up and I was sold on like the storytelling. They did like the beginning of that game. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that game is what made Metroidvanias Metroidvanias. Big. Yep. They call them that because of Super Metroid. Cool. And Symphony of the Night. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so we got that... Got some new Smash character announcements. Who all did we get? Let's see. They announced Terry from Terry Bogart. Yeah. Terry Bogart. They released Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. Okay. And then and then uh, made Sans from Undertale costume. Yeah. 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 People are freaking out about it. They put Megalovania in Smash. That's a great bonkers. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little mind-boggling to me. <laughs> I mean, it. this is this is the new Mugen. Do you know what Mugen is? When I say that, no. Nope. There is a there's a fighting game emulator that's been around for years called Mugen, and it's basically any sort of two D sprite that you can make. Somebody can program into Mugen. Okay. So like Homer Simpson is a character that can you can play as in Mugen. That's awesome. Because of the old fighting somebody Simpsons game. Somebody made him. 
There was not an old fighting Simpsons game. They took the sprite out of another game and put it in there. Not a fighting game, but it was a uh, like a brawler. Yeah, yeah, there is a yeah, yeah, the yeah. arcade game. But I mean, like, so Mugen's got like thousands of characters, right? That's what Smash is becoming to me. <laughs> yeah. Although it's all licensed now. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, they're, just, they're making yeah. friends with everyone. That's why they're able to put all these characters in here. Which, but I mean, like, there's gonna be five hundred characters in that game when when they're actually. They're, and they're not going to stop until Sakurai's uh, gone. Yeah, because that's the other thing is like we got a couple, you know, we got a release of, um, we got Banjo, we heard about Terry, we got Sans, and then they released, you know, news that they're going to make more, like beyond yeah. this Fire Pass, they're going to have like a season two, which is crazy, yeah. and I'm very excited about that. Everyone's getting their hopes up for their favorite well, this will, again. He said this is the only time this will ever happen, and now I can kind of like I see how why. No, I I actually I don't want him to like I, I want him to stop after the second fires pass and never touch it again and go live a happy retired life. <laughs> That's what I want for him because he freaking kills himself over this stuff. Like he works so hard. And Our Smash game will never be as everyone demands as so much, and that's what he's like. This is the ultimate game. You're not going to get another, like, I can even imagine, honestly, if they do um, create a new console in the future and people demand a new Switch, I kind of uh, hope they just I mean, do that game's port. never going to get remade. Yeah, there's no reason to remake the game. Just port it. I don't want them to go yeah. through all this blood, sweat, and tears again when this is anyone I don't know if they could port this for. game because of all the licensing. Well, with all the licensing, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think I don't it's. Know. This will be the last thing that you get of this, because even if they do a Smash Bros, he's not gonna be able to get all. These, he's not gonna care to get all these licensings ever again. Right? You're no, like, I already did sure. that once. It's like I'm not game. doing this again. You're. I gave you all this stuff, and I told you you never asked me for anything ever again. Okay, exactly. that was the deal. <laughs> it's like Avengers I mean, Endgame. You'll got... never get another Avengers Endgame quite like. He's only got about okay. 780 more Pokemon to get in there. No. Wouldn't that be insane? <laughs> it wouldn't even be. <laughs> it would just be a Pokemon game at that point. You click it, it's no, just a already... subfolder for all the other characters. Right. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, and then they got several other game announcements that rolled out too. Deadly Premonition is getting remade. Deadly Premonition 2 is being made. Um, there's a bunch of other. They, they announced. Several games. Was the oh, Black like... Flag thing announced with them, or was that separate yeah, announcement? Yeah, I thought so. I saw it on Facebook, I but I didn't. I don't remember if it was in the... I saw it on the Direct, but it was, I... again, with everything else. Because of the Black Sales thing being kind of a letdown, I was like, I want to play Black Flag. It turns out I don't own it. I played it through, like, Gamefly or something. Uh, and so I was like, oh, man. So I went and looked on PS4, and it was full-price game on PS4 still. And I was like, well... That's dumb. That game is like, uh, was one of the first games released on the PS4, so I'm not going to do that. Um, and they're going to re-release it on the Switch with Rogue, which I don't know anything about. So, Rogue's one that didn't get a lot of coverage. Yeah, I'm yeah. down to play that on the go. Yeah, but so. yeah, and then we got some breaking news just in the last couple minutes here while we're recording. Oh, well. We don't usually get stuff like this. Jeff Keeley on Twitter. 
announced that we're going to get to see a follow-up, get to see some more stuff for a Last of Us 2 uh, media event happening on the 24th of this month. I wonder if they'll so do I guess it we'll in get a more big built church thing again. They, they got to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> that was, when was that? Was that over a, E3 was that? two years ago? Two yeah. years ago. My gosh, yeah. these people <laughs> like hyping this game up to a ridiculous extent. I don't know. Because they I weren't even the here this year. I mean, the just, first one set a super high bar. It's just crazy it's how long it's been. I think yeah. that we've heard anything because I'm pretty sure that was the last like main thing we've heard was that mm-hmm. presentation. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was crazy. Yeah. But that's it for game news this week. Nintendo kind of ruled the roost. Yeah. Um, and we'll move on to the pull list. We got some heavy hitters coming out this week. I'm mm-hmm. taking more dings on my backlog golf. Uh, this is the part of the year I knew it was going to hurt. <laughs> Gears 5 comes out this week. Boom. It'll be out by the time you hear this, and our review should be live. Uh, please let me know what you think of my coverage. I would love it for you to go read that review and, and check it out and let me know. Greedfall comes out this week. That is a, a game by Spiders. It's a big RPG. Looks like it's kind of set in the 17, 1800s. Looks pretty cool. Okay. That's one I'm taking a couple strokes for. Borderlands 3 comes out this week. Of course, there's a lot of crazy chaos surrounding that studio. Um, yeah. And and just in the last day or two, as review scores have started to leak out, there's already starting to be some controversy about it. So I would recommend you do your homework on that one before... If you haven't already decided to buy it, if you're on the fence... Do some research. Some outlets are saying everything's totally cool. They've not had any problems. Some outlets are saying that the game crashes and and their reviewer lost six hours of time. Wow. Like had to start all over. So I'm sure if they have bugs like that, hopefully they'll have it patched out by day one launch. Hopefully it's not their anthem. Just, oh no, I hope not. (laughs) stink. No. I hope nothing's ever the anthem again. (laughs) There should never be another one of those. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's that was Highly Go read my review on Anthem. <laughs> yeah. Let me know what you think of my Anthem review. Yeah. Um and then finally this week Damon X Machina comes out for the Switch, which I wasn't that excited about, but I'm going to take two strokes on it because I listened to another podcast and they played the demo and said that this plays like um Armored Core from back in the day, the the mech fighter game. Yeah. Hmm. And I loved the Armored Core games. Yeah, I think it looked pretty cool. I kept getting, before these games came out, um, I kept getting a mixed up this game and Astral Chain for some reason. Yeah, me too. Because they just both like are very anime reminiscent and they're both Switch exclusives. Um, Right. But I hope it's also really good. Yeah. So that's, and I think WRC8, which is a rally racing game, comes out this week as well. So that's it for gaming this week. Awesome. Well, before we get into the movies, we get another part of the game code. It's going to be 0GVI9. And, um, okay, it's definitely an I9. I'm making sure it's not an L, because that would be bad. Or a 1. <laughs> I mean, no, it's not a 1. But that'd be awkward, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if no one got it because of a typo. So that would be really lame. Can I read it back in? Uh, 
It's zero gamma victor. I don't remember what eyes. <laughs> Iodine, iota, nine. Itchy. Oh, yep. That's that's Japanese. <laughs> cool. So that's the second part of the Steam Code. Uh, what movie has you guys been watching? It's India, by the way. Eyes India. Oh, it's India. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. The more you know. Uh, speaking of India, I'll start with what I watched. I watched The 100 Foot Journey over Labor Day weekend because my family were... I had a big family reunion this Labor Day weekend. Um, okay. Which was really bittersweet in a lot of ways. Um, but one thing we did, we watched uh, that movie, The 100 Foot Journey, together. I'd never even heard of it before. Um, but I my haven't. cousins really like it. And um, I really liked it. It's It's very wholesome and it reminds me a lot of ratatouille um because it's about this this guy and his family um they moved from mumbai to france and start a restaurant um because they used to do cook like they had a restaurant in mumbai but it burned down um so they moved to france they moved like to a restaurant right across the super duper french super duper uh fancy french uh, I like the I, super doopy works for me. Super doopy, yeah. I mean, super doopy. How else are you gonna say super doopy? Um, <laughs> restaurant that is just like super high quality. They're trying to get all these, all the Michelin stars. They have one Michelin star. They're trying to get a second Michelin star, um, and sort of this weird conflict between this, um, you know, Indian cuisine versus French cuisine, and then this guy who is just amazing. At cooking and it's it's a really it's really heartwarming good family friendly movie i would say cool go watch it i enjoyed it thanks and i went and watched uh, i took rachel and we went and watched peanut butter falcon this week <laughs> what is that okay oh, i've heard it, of that so this is a fantastic movie it's it's got shia labeouf in it okay which is weird to say that's an odd sentence it's actually got quite a few big names in it. John Bernthal is in there for a little bit. Okay. Um, Mick Foley is in there. The guy, I can't remember his name, but the guy that played the Sandman in Spider-Man 3 okay. is in there. Yeah, I know oh, yeah. I totally don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> but the the premise is that this, this boy with Down syndrome, I guess man, he's 22 in the movie. Okay. He wants to become a professional wrestler. And so he's got this tape in his room. He's he's in a nursing home. He's trapped in a nursing home. I think his family passed away, and they the state didn't know what to do with him, so they put him in a nursing home. And he escapes from the nursing home with the help of a resident that helps him get out. But he wants to go become this wrestler. And while he's trying to get to this wrestling school, he meets up with Shia LaBeouf's character, who's kind of a man on the lamb trying to get away from some consequences of actions that he's done, but they become good friends and it kind of becomes a Huck Finn sort of story. Okay. Cool. Where Shia LaBeouf tries to help him get down there. And then I can't remember the lady that's in it. It's either Dakota Fanning or Dakota Johnson. I can't remember her name. Dakota Fanning. (laughs) Sorry. There's a video that is just Thomas Hayden church. That was him. Yes. Um, but so yeah. And, it's got some language. There's definitely some F-bombs and some foul language used in it. 
there's some super funny moments in there, and there's some genuinely heartfelt moments that I cried a couple times watching it. So it's uh, know that there's language going into it if you're gonna go watch it, but I definitely recommend it. Cool, good fam. Well, I was about to say good family movie. Minus the language, it's a great family movie. Okay, <laughs> if you have adult children. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a right. good heartfelt movie, I feel like. Totally. Okay. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Cool. 100%. I just watched a Netflix original called Mother. Oh, how was that? I, I watched trailers for it, and I honestly thought the trailers kind of gave away the movie a lot, so that's why I didn't watch it. But I don't yeah, know if that's I, true. So, uh, yeah, how'd you feel? I don't know. It's a little confusing towards the end, and they do that because they don't have a strong ending, which was kind of bothersome but the movie yeah. itself is interesting uh for those who don't know it is about the world being destroyed and so you have this robot that is basically in charge of creating children and then raising children oh yeah so you saw you saw the ad for it i remember seeing it i saw the the preview for it i think months ago probably yeah it's been on my list for quite a while and it's it's okay and so you're finding out you know who the she brings in a human and humans aren't even supposed to exist on the outside and so it's do i trust the robot or do i trust the human and you're kind of going through the whole thing um trying to figure that out for yourself and so i don't know it was it was a fun watch i i don't have too much to say in it like there's not a lot of action or anything it's just kind of a it's very story driven and i think that's why the ending bothers me so much is i would have liked a definitive ending and not like a you get to decide what was what oh yeah that's i i kind of wish that that i would have yeah because it was more it felt very mystery to me and so it would have been cool to have that revealed and been able to been like i called it uh yeah you don't really get that satisfaction okay but in itself it was it was interesting it kind of reminds me of uh hopefully this doesn't give too much away but horizon zero dawn in a few ways and i think that was kind of cool okay yeah, that's all the movies I watch. We can get into the movie news, Shelley. Cool, we got some interesting things. So, yeah. we got a trailer for a movie called Ad Astra, which I had not paid which, any attention to till today. Yeah, um, Ad Astra, I believe, is Latin for "to the stars" um, or some language. I think is Latin. <laughs> that sounds that sounds Latin. Yeah, so it has Brad Pitt, and mm-hmm. it's basically to sum it up, Brad Pitt fighting moon space pirates which sounds super cheesy sounds super weird but if you watch the trailer it's actually um it it looks very intense very serious and sort of taking this look of having civilization of some sorts on the moon and being able to having to transport resources but there's these other rovers who are attacking these uh, other rovers and it's yeah. it looks really intense. That's all I'm gonna say. It reminded me like a little bit of in Interstellar just like because it's together. like I'll say I've yeah. not seen the trailer yet. I just saw the poster for it and I thought, oh look, Brad Pitt's five years later than Matthew McConaughey and his buddy. <laughs> yeah. uh, it does kind of feel like Matt that Damon. I, I, was, I mean, just because I have seen Interstellar, very, I watched it pretty recently. You know, right. a couple weeks back, it gives me. It, it was very reminiscent. I would say it is like of a futuristic like this sci-fi. intense. Yeah, futuristic, where it's like a, 
halfway realistic future, not like a crazy, you know, technology is so extremely advanced at this point. No, it's like, here's some like basic technology. It's just like a couple years in the future, like, you know, a somewhat significant amount um, time in the future. There's apparently been a war over Antarctica. I thought that was kind of, yeah, that oh, was, it was almost yeah. cheesy and funny. He's like, um, you've ever been in war before? And he was like, I did five years over Antarctica. It's like, like that so, didn't happen. Like, that's strange. But yeah, like, <laughs> in the sense where it's like, they're wearing these moon suits that look like you would see people going to the moon in. I right. don't know. That's like, you could watch it and be like, this could happen now. Um, yeah, like real rovers. But, they're not like big pirate ships or anything. Totally. Yeah. They, it's all yeah. relatively realistic looking. So it'll be really interesting to see something based on the moon which is you know among celestial beings and space is something we probably know as humans the most about um mm -hmm. so it'd be really cool to sort of take a different a different take whereas like interstellar was like sort of exploring this idea of that we don't know what space is really like and having to deal with time this definitely is taking you know this in thing that we don't always think about in a space that's that's different you know this idea of um pirates <laughs> But not right. like I mean, this could be seen in a hundred years, and it would be like probably really interesting for them to see how similar it is to mm -hmm. their reality. Yeah, it just yeah. If you like intense movie, if you like Interstellar, I wonder. I mean, just watch the trailer for yourself, um, and we'll get more information and stuff. Again, Brad Pitt's okay. a great actor, so we'll see. Uh, we also have a spinoff of gi joe um which i think was talked about on the podcast but i don't think i was here for it so i wasn't aware of it um but it's gonna be called snake eyes and we got a new actor for it um eco uwe uwe sorry eco uwe <laughs> okay um who's going to be i believe Hardmaster. yeah so he's the one who basically trains i don't really know gi joe lore either he's the one who trains gi joe okay. um and school so to snake have snake eyes is the ninja Oh, he trains. Yeah, doesn't he train Snake Eyes specifically? Who's the oh, that's what I like mean. Ninja Joe. Yeah, that's yes, that's what. Yeah, correct. Got um, it. Because this is the spinoff. It's not actually Joe. It's it's that's yeah, makes more sense. Um, <laughs> I saw but the movies, but I don't know anything about like the shows or anything. What's cool is that uh, he's he actually knows kung fu, okay. and he's been in a couple minor shows. I think he was on a Netflix show. Um, I don't remember which one, but. So he's done like some acting, but he's actually into Kung Fu. So um, that's really legit. Um, but yeah, if you're a fan of like G.I. Joe nice. and you're a fan of that um, canon, that lore. Kind of reminds me of like Jet Li. Yeah. He's yeah. like martial artist before the mm -hmm. acting. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So I am cool. still really mad. I was uh, Transformers 3. I couldn't enjoy that movie at all because the entire time I was waiting for G.I. Joe to come in and cross over with the movie. And I don't oh. know why I had in my head that was for sure going to happen. Uh, but I thought it was, and it never did. And we never got a Cobra Khan alliance, which would have been so cool. Which is a crossover yeah. that I know about. Mm -hmm. Decepticons and Cobra get together. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it'd be great if that was a great movie. I think, I believe the head um, actor is... The guy, the main love interest in Crazy Rich Asians. I don't, don't quote me on that, but I think okay. that's him, which is very exciting because huh. he's a pretty good actor. So the last GI Joe um, movie is really weird. It was like Dwayne Johnson and Bruce Willis yeah. and a bunch of other people that were like. It wasn't very popular. It wasn't very good, as far as I'm aware. We just turned this so. into a normal action movie. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I think it could be really cool. I think, yeah. um, yeah. So I don't know, but I, again, I'm not into, I don't know the lore or anything. So I would go into it not knowing anything. I feel like it has to have Fine. a good script if they're willing to bring back GI Joe because it's done so poorly. Like there's gotta mm-hmm. be a reason that they're like, is it, willing yeah. to do this. Totally. Yeah. Uh, our last bit of news is that uh, if you've ever heard of the comic Tank Girl, or maybe you heard of the 90s movie Tank Girl, where Tank Girl is being rebooted. Um, Margot yeah. Robbie's going to produce it. At least this is all, it's all very tentative right now. It's not super mm-hmm. hardline anything. Um, it's like rumor kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Tank Girl sort of a, um, as far as I'm aware, is kind of a figurehead um, for... Like, I've seen Tanker before, but I don't actually know, like, the story or comic or anything like that, so. I watched the trailer of the original just to see what it was about, and it looked like Super Mario Bros. the movie. (laughs) That's not good. Oh, dear. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the 90s movie apparently was really bad. It it flopped. Okay. Um, That's what I heard, but um, it'll be cool to see it come back and do well. Done well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We are in the age of comic book movies, so. Definitely. Um, and again, Margot Robbie, she's already very aware of comic book movies, what makes them good, what makes them bad. Um, mm-hmm. She's still going to be in Birds of Prey. You know, hopefully that one's going to be good. Uh, but if she's producing this, then I have high hopes for it. Yeah. yeah. So that's all we have for our movie news this week. Cool. You guys been watching any TV? I have. Let's go, Joe. I'm about halfway through Carnival Row. Oh, is it good? I like it so far. There is adult content that is completely unnecessary. And it's pretty verbose. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I think the lore and the world are really cool. Okay, cool. It's it's very steampunk. steampunk. Well, not quite steampunk, but it's kind of like... Victorian era. Yeah, Victorian era meets these fantasy creatures. So you got, you know, like, it feels like 1800s Britain, but you've also got fey people. You've got, you know, uh, uh, kobolds and trolls and satyrs. Are there dwarves? Not that I've seen yet. Okay. We need dwarves. I love dwarves. Dwarves. Oh, because I'm five foot. Fairies or pixies. Okay, cool. Any else? But they're they're human size. No. So it's been like it's like pixies and satyrs. I say satyrs, yeah, you know, like people with ram's horns and and goat's feet. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that sort of thing. There's only a handful of, but uh, there's a kind of a Cthulhu undertone to it. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's mixing several different things together. That's cool. With all of this going on, how are the effects? Are they realistic? Are they? They're definitely CG, and you can tell, but they okay. look good. They're they're well done. Okay. Um, and for those that are trying to remember, the the main characters are uh, Legolas. <laughs> My brain is not Orlando working Bloom. at full capacity. Or- Orlando, Orlando Bloom. Bloom. Yeah. I had to think about it and, too. I was like, no, it's not Legolas. And I can't think of the woman's name. She's the one that played the witch in Suicide Squad. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, uh, her name's escaping <laughs> me, but I know exactly who you're talking about. LJ's oh, going to help geez. us in a second. Yeah. 
LJ will have it for us. Cara Delevingne? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah Cara we'll Delevingne. So they're the two main characters. Um, and yeah, like all the all the other races, the the Pixies, and they have like shimmering wings that they can bust out and fly, but it's, you know, they'll get gunned down, have their wings clamped or cuffed. And wow. It, it's a really neat world that they're building. Okay, cool. So I really hate that they have all that other junk in there. Yeah, check it out. It sounds awesome. And there's, I think it's only eight episodes. Each is an hour long. Okay, I'll watch it tonight. I'm just gonna. It's like all eight episodes. <laughs> I'm gonna stream all eight on eight different devices at once. I'll be done in an hour. <laughs> there you go. Just soak it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. You've been watching anything else? That's that's all I've been watching. Alright. Yeah. How are you, Shelly? I've actually been watching quite a bit of anime. So me and Daniel finished watching Love is War finally. We like had okay, a break. Cool. Um unintentional break just because we uh, lost access to Hulu and then we uh got access to Hulu again. Um so so we finished Love is War. Man, that's a great show. Um I really wish there was a season two. Um but if again, I think I said this on the podcast before, if you enjoyed Death notes, um, partially because of the ridiculousness of it. Um, if you if you thought it was just really funny, think like seeing them constantly trying to outthink each other, you would love this show. It's okay. it's so funny. It's one of the funniest anime I've seen. Um, so I definitely highly recommend it. Um, so yeah, it's on Hulu. If that wasn't obvious, I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, I also am trying to get Daniel to watch Oron High School Host Club with me, <laughs> which if you haven't heard of that one, it's a, it's a fairly famous um, anime, I would say. It has Vic Mignogna yeah. in it, uh, which I suppose oh. is slightly controversial now, but you know what? Whatever. He's in it. Especially with that specific <laughs> anime. Well, I was going to say the Vic stuff came down. Yeah, I heard. I, I didn't hear all of it. I only heard that things happened. Yeah. But, yeah. Some big stuff. Yeah. What are your opinion? I don't know what your opinion is on that. It's a great show. Okay, I I'll defend the show, no matter it's what. It's funny. It's um, really funny. I um, didn't watch it all the way through, but Tia has watched it multiple times. I think we yeah. I catch quite a bit of it. Yeah, it's very self-aware. Um, and anyway, I, I'm trying to get him mm-hmm. to watch it, and he's enjoying it. I think we've only gone through like two episodes at this point. Um, it's funny. But, I, I really like the show. My roommate showed it to me one time, and I just was hooked. But And one other anime that we... Since we finished Love is War, and we're kind of going through Oron, we're doing that mostly with my roommate as well, because my roommate's the one who's also like obsessed with it. What we're watching each other um, with each other on our own is Violet Evergarden, which yeah. I know you watched. One of my really favorite liked. anime of all time. Exactly, yeah. So we've seen, I think, two or three episodes at this point, and gosh, it's beautiful it's It's so pretty um and i really like the concept of it and just sort of getting slowly more information about like who who is this person who is violet and what is the situation she's been put in and this world that they've been put in and um wow yeah i'm really liking it so far but i haven't been able to watch too much yet but yeah it's crazy i'm like watching all this all these shows yeah, if you haven't watched Violet Evergarden yet, 
highly recommend it. It is. It's on Netflix. If that if that wasn't clear, it's on, it's a Netflix yeah, it's exclusive. Amazing. Yeah. Um, not believe... your actiony anime that you'd think of as like a when you think anime. Um, it's beautifully written. It's so yeah, and the animation's gorgeous. I'm pretty sure the animation studio was the one that burned down. It is. Yeah. So. Oh, that's so so sad. That like knowing that they made this, um, and I don't say like this is kind of weird, but knowing that they made Violet Evergarden uh, was so much more of a gut punch to me that someone would actually go and set fire to that building, like intentionally, you know? Yeah, yeah, because intentionally harm them and all this stuff. It's not just a; pr- it's visually a pretty anime, but it's also like all about learning emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, like all the characters all the characters i'm really impressed with like they're all mm-hmm. pretty fleshed out and yeah learning emotion like she has this whole question of like what is love what is what are these emotions she's just used to being obedient and like following instructions that's what right. she does and she does that really well but she's trying to figure out more of a human side of like what are feelings <laughs> it's really cool yeah i was shocked so it's yeah i don't know it's a beautiful anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's... I think that's all I've been watching. But more than usual. Much more than usual. Yeah. I have been watching uh, Titans. Just came out their second season on the DCU. Oh. Is that already in its second season? Yeah. They've done a When ton did they release time. season one? Last year sometime. Has it really been that long? Yeah, because since then they've been doing like Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing came out since then. Wow. And Doom Patrol was actually a spinoff of the first Titans. Uh, okay. And I don't, I'm, I like it. I understand that, if you don't remember this, they actually, this was supposed to be the season finale of the last season, but they didn't finish it in time. And so they decided to spend a little more time on it, just make it the episode, um, first episode of the second season. And it definitely feels like a season finale. There's a ton that goes on, but it's also kind of cool because it is a weekly release that it really sets up the rest of this season in a fun way. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I think that Trigon, uh, you may have seen stills floating around on the internet of him. He looks a little wonky. Uh, he's very CGI'd. Uh, but... I still like he walks he's animated funny but the detail in his his skin and like his horns and stuff is better than Justice League Steppenwolf and I know that I saw that somewhere on Facebook and I was like that can't be true and I was watching the uh, show and I was like it is he looks very detailed but he walks like a Sharknado-esque looking (laughs) <laughs> machinima thing so that kind of ruins it <laughs> uh i i don't know if you haven't watched titans yet it's really good it's i was really surprised because i didn't think dc you would uh deliver and it definitely did with that show and i've heard doom patrol is even better i just haven't checked it out yet doom patrol's got brendan fraser in it what yeah that's encino man himself <laughs> george the jungle Wow. <laughs> he uh it's kind of funny now that i'm thinking about it he's a robot and there's probably some kind of thing with the mummy there because he's hiding his face like the mummy would 
Yeah. I think his whole story is that he gets a, like a uh, Talladega Nights wreck and like a NASCAR wreck. I have Talladega Nights on the mind. And it completely destroys him, so they turn him into a cyborg. But he's not. They didn't do as good of a job as cyborg with him. Hmm. He's a really weird looking robot. Yeah. We'll get into the TV news, though. That Sony's working on five to six Spider-Man universe TV shows. And if it was Venomverse news, then I probably would have been okay with it. I, I think that's what's bubbing me out, is that it's they're completely owning Spider-Man again. They're like, this is Spider-Man's universe. Uh, Tom Holland is going to be interacting with them. I just, I mean, do, does, does he have a choice? Like, I just no. wonder if he'd be willing, like, at this point to even do all these shows and stuff after working with purely well MCU. i think there'll be like spinoffs hmm. i don't think it'll actually be him and all of them i think it's more like they'll just be in his universe okay because that's that your thing too is that he's this highest actor at this point that mm-hmm. you don't usually get paid much for tv shows so right i don't know if he'll make any cameos in it or not or how connected they will be i don't uh, have a clue yeah if they're smart, they'll connect them really closely because that's where Netflix is kind of, or uh, sorry, Marvel is kind of failed in the, in the past. Yeah, that would be really cool to get Venom or Spider-Man, Tom Holland, Spider-Man in one of these shows. That would make me interested in them if that was a thing that happened often. Uh, speaking of Netflix, they're working on weekly release TV shows. I know Joe has been impacted by this crisis. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a lot of shows it's like uh the british the great british breaking show is one of them great british bake off bake off okay that was the only one that i saw that was that i even heard of uh or, what were some of the others oh i can go look um he said it was nothing rhythm and flow which is a rap competition uh which makes sense That's if it's weekly because that might be Something yeah. that they're recording weekly. Okay. And so it would be old news if it was live. It was tweeted yeah. out and then happened. So it looks yeah. like it's more of this reality TV show stuff. Mm. Uh, okay. Which is good. As long as they're not doing it to my Daredevils and stuff. Yeah. Not the Daredevils a thing anymore. The shows that I watch that I care about. Yeesh. You just don't want they to get back to you. That's it. Yeah, exactly. It can happen to British baking shows. Gosh, <laughs> poor Joe. You just don't consume I can't, it all. I can't just binge. So I've been like laying down to go to bed and binging the same episode, the new same new episode every night. Have you really? I fall asleep to it. Oh, okay. Huh. All right. Uh, and then lastly, we have our first cast member for <laughs> Lord of the Rings, and it is going to be Will Poulter. Which I only know is the whiny dude from Maze Runner. Wait. Who's also in Narnia? That guy? Eustace? I think that was Probably. That sounds familiar. Uh, tall, kind of brownish blonde now. hair. He's got red hair. I think I'm, I think I'm thinking of the right person. Let me look it up. Oh, I think he was in... That's where I know him. That's where I know him from. Um, he was in Narnia at some point. Yeah, because he was a. Uh, he was Eustace. He, he was Eustace, exactly. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. My memory is correct. Great. 
rip Narnia series. Like, that, <laughs> those movies died. <laughs> yeah. Here's a good use. So that's the thing. Yeah. I don't know. It. I'm fine with it. He's not a bad actor. He just doesn't look like who I think for a lead role in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that is interesting. Because, like, for both for both Eustace and for his role in Maze Runner, he kind of played this particular type of character as someone who mm-hmm. is, again, very, like, kind of whiny and you're not really supposed to like him. And then maybe eventually you like him. So he it's just, heroic he's, and you're like, okay. Yeah, it totally grows into, he's good at character development. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see him have to be like, you know, this. LJ, our producer mentioned maybe he'll be a hobbit and that could kind of make sense. Oh, that'd be really funny. I, cause when I think of lead roles for this, <laughs> I was thinking of someone like an Aragorn-esque. Yeah, I see what you're person. saying. But a hobbit would make, I could see him being a hobbit. Totally. I, I wouldn't be upset with that. That'd be cool. So we'll see. I'm excited for that show. Especially, I want to see a show about a hobbit nun, and they can call it Keeping the Hobbit. Because nuns, <laughs> nuns wear habits. <laughs> I'm going to move on. Yeah, just, uh, that happened. The next part of the code, everybody. <laughs> next part of the code is... Joe, calm yourself. So if you haven't downloaded that yet, uh, go ahead, do so. You probably will be the person who gets it. I don't know if last time we gave a code away, if anyone claimed it. So, And I'm sure that part of that is thinking, oh, someone's probably already claimed it. I'm not going to go check it out. No, try it. Try it. Like, Yeah. Hurt. You can go see, and then you might get a free game. It'd be cool. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't think the last, I don't even know which episode that was, but you may be able to go back and check the other episode out and check that code too. Mm. Um, but before we end the podcast, there's a couple things we need to do. First of all, discussion question coming from discord. You can ask questions on our discord in the GG cast questions thing channel. Um, if you're not in our discord, get a hold of us and we'll get you in. I think you can Google it and find it. Uh, Furin asks, what is your top five video game soundtracks? But top five is a long list. So we're going to we're gonna condense that down to your favorite two. And Joe listens to this on like a normal I basis. Like, I, I don't know if I could just thing? do two. <laughs> two favorite, Joe. Um, One of the ones I listen to at work, and this is spread across about six albums. That's why I'm picking this one. Okay. Is <laughs> the Rocket League soundtrack. Okay, that's a good soundtrack. A, the Rocket I, League soundtrack is yeah. fantastic. Wow, I wouldn't have thought about that. So, yeah. Some of the others include. <laughs> I thought I don't know how we're gonna do just two. <laughs> um, Flint Hook has a good soundtrack. Okay. Crypt of the Necro Dancer. We'll just let him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the messenger has a fun one uh mummy demastered is good scott pilgrim versus the world the, the okay. arcade game that used that. to be my 5k soundtrack like when i would go run a 5k that yeah. was the game i played that as my because it's, it's got such a good beat to it that's mm-hmm. cool uh and then of course shovel knight yeah that's a good one. Nice. yeah cool what about you shelly 
Anything Final Fantasy? Shelly. 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 Shoot. Um, okay, I definitely am going to have to list. I, I, it's hard for me, again, to to say like things that are my absolute favorites. I'll just share some that I really like, and I will have to share more than a couple, probably. Um, so all the Dragon Age games... Fearing's going to be like, should have gone with the five, Cody. <laughs> all the Dragon Age games, I think Inquisition being my favorite of them, but they, I, I listen to music from all three of those games. They're just amazing. Um, of Fire Emblem games, Fire Emblem Three Houses has a pretty banging soundtrack, um, as well as Awakening. Um, Don't Speak Your Name is one of my favorite video game tracks in general, so that's from Awakening. It's so good. Um, and also just from listening to a lot of, uh, having to listen to a lot of video game jazz music uh, for the paper I wrote um, way back when I was in school. It's weird to think I'm not in school anymore, but I'm not in school anymore. <laughs> um, like Grim Fandango has an also amazing jazz soundtrack, mm. uh, soundtrack in general. Um, and I also just, it's see that I think of, I connect music with series. So like, I love Legend of Zelda music, but I can't, I, right. I don't think I could pick one game out of all of them to yeah. say it's my favorite. So it's like, you know, Dragon Age series, great music, Fire Emblem series, great music. And, um, Legend of Zelda, great music. I even, I like listening to, there's like a huge orchestrated version of um, some of the Pokemon games that I list, like to listen to. That could um, be cool. And that's awesome because classic Pokemon is, it's just nostalgic. And and being able mm -hmm. to listen to like re-orchestrated re is really awesome. Um, I probably should kind of stop there <laughs> before, I, okay. before I keep going. Anything but. by Supergiant Games is really good. Darren Korb is an awesome Musician. Hmm. All right, I want to make Joe Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight's amazing. Wow, Hollow Knight's a great soundtrack. Hollow oh Knight. yeah, Hollow Knight's a good one. My so. first pick. <laughs> I don't know how Joe's gonna try to email me a shoe or something to throw it myself. <laughs> oh, um, Sonic Adventure Two Battle, or Two No Battle. You don't need Battle. It Escape from the City is one of the best songs in all of gaming history. That's that's extremely nearsighted, but I'll I'll allow it. For now. Okay. it's your it's your favorite. It's really good, and I, I, yeah, won't, I've, I've I won't say that I like it. like the rap in that is really cheesy and dorky, but the rest of that music is really good in that in that game. I like this in that song because it's a meme, so and I'm it's amazing. Laugh at it. Okay, <laughs> it's so good, uh, and then it's really hard to pick with the Zelda games. I'm kind of with you. Uh, there was. Skyward Sword, I'm not a fan of that game. The soundtrack to it, their versions of the old themes is really, really good. Um, but I'm going to go with Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild didn't have necessarily music, but it was like small tracks that would start up when you got in certain locations and it would like change depending on the atmosphere. And I think that adaptive music was really, really cool. Mm. I just, you, you can't, I, I can't remember one substantial track from Breath of the Wild. Like I can't because there at wasn't that and go, one. right. So I can't look at that and go, oh yeah, you should listen to Storm of Swords. That's or, or that's that's a Drew Jar Martin book. Song of I Storms. Mean, Song of Storms. Song yeah. Of yeah. Storms, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be something you could like, but I, I think it was just so innovative that it would change and there it would like adapt to where you were and stuff it was really, really that's cool. pretty common open world practice it's like but it applied to a zelda game i guess yeah. what you're saying what i'm hearing you say a little bit is that 
the music was applied so well to the, like the gameplay and your experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it'd be it'd be a little bit difficult to listen to the soundtrack by itself. Probably. Right. You couldn't just like turn yeah. it on. And you can't listen. just like turn it on unless you're for that. Like, I would say Skyward Sword or have something relaxing. I could totally imagine that. Yeah. If you have like the kind of light piano while you're trying to chill or something, drinking some tea. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can see that. Um, enjoy that. But it's it's a little bit different experience for sure. I could list a lot of stuff too, I guess. I was thinking that I could only do it too, but like Octopath is really good and Oh yeah, uh, Octopath is really good. I even haven't even played the game, but I listened to the soundtrack. Like it's really good. Rono Trigger. Um Yeah, Auto- Octopath has a great one. Um Yeah. I think with uh you saying Rocket League, that was a really, really good one. It's almost like cheating. Yeah. Playlist is just amazing. But it's it like is. not they didn't have like one person go in and do it. It's like this collaboration of amazing artists. Yeah, it is. And that's what I listen to when I'm at work. Like that helps me zone in. Yeah, that's going to be, if Shelly will allow it, that'll be the Geeks Under Grace's favorite. Geeks Under Grace podcast's favorite that's fine. soundtrack. I think that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. You at least got two argue. votes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. And then. You guys geeking out about anything else this week? I, I am, but it's gonna be a, a little a, a little long. So. Oh well, I'll get mine out of the yeah, way real you, quick you then. Um, I am doing a board game day with some with several guys from church on Saturday. Ooh. Um, so it's it's twelve hours, kind of come and go as you want, but I think we're gonna try to play like a little wingspan, a little bit of key forge, several different things. So it should be interesting. That sounds oh, cool. that's super cool. And Shelly? So I went to a, I don't know if it's really called a major, but it was like a big regional Smash tournament that happened here in Seattle. So it's called Port Priority 5. And it was, it had 500 or so people, I believe, um, stuffed Whoa. into a smallish gym at UW. <laughs> um, wow. Not a great venue choice, but whatever. Uh, we kind of made it work. It was hot and smelly. Um, it was kind of like a convention in that in that aspect. Um, <laughs> so if you've been to a convention, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but it was really cool. So yeah, lots of people. I went with uh, my fiance <laughs> and our other friend. Your um, Beyonce. It's he, he's not Beyonce. Beyonce is Beyonce. <laughs> Yeet is yeet. No. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, Joe. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm a little concerned. Um, yeah, okay. So we were there. But one thing that kind of sucked was that their matches were at 10 a.m. and mine was at 4 p.m. So after um, they were done, we had to wait a long time for me to go. But... Um, Let's see. So they had their singles matches. They also did doubles together. They played doubles and there wasn't a huge doubles bracket, but so, okay. I guess what I should start with too, is that there's a lot of top players there. So essentially famous smash players were there. Not like the top, top, like arguably the best smash player in the world. MKLeo. He wasn't there. Tweak who's also like up there. He wasn't there, but we had really top players such as, um, dark Wizzy and MVD, and um, some others. Big D, I guess, is kind of close. Anyway, there's some, some people who are, like, still, like, 
really, really good at Smash, they go to national tournaments all the time. Were there, which was really exciting. Um, And seeing like some top commentators too, like TK Breezy is a pretty famous commentator who I think does more than just Smash. I don't, don't quote me on that. I thought he does, but maybe he doesn't. Um, But he was there um, and some other commentators too. So it was like, oh wow, we're in this environment where there's like all these famous players. Um, And so, yeah, so they were starting doubles and they realized that if they won their first doubles match, they would be able to play against um, MVD and Dark Wizzy, who are who are as a team. And again, they're both like essentially famous. Like I, I follow them both on Twitter. They're both really cool. And I'm like, ooh, like we'd be essentially you'd be they would be playing famous people, getting destroyed, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah. But basically, what happened is that I was watching them play, um, and I'm just like sitting behind them and watching, you know, being supportive or whatever. And then one of them, MVD, just sits next to me and starts watching, and I'm like this is pretty cool. I know this guy. Like, I follow this guy on Twitter and everything. And, like, he goes to all these major tournaments. So I started a conversation with him and um, ended up, like, talking for a little bit, which was really cool. I totally didn't pay attention to the match after that because <laughs> I was just, like, <laughs> me to try. He's such a legit dude. Um, well, not too bad if you actually talked to him. That's really cool. No, and he, he was like, oh, like, you know, how do you guys know each other? And he, he congratulated me on our engagement, which was super cool. He's like, oh, congrats. I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah, so he was he's a really, really cool, legit dude. I think there's this weird... There's a lot of weird people in the Smash community who don't really care about being nice to people and, and, yeah. and being genuine and being sociable. Um, there's a lot of people who just like, you know, they'll go to their match, they'll put in their headphones say gg and they're on their way like they don't yeah they don't care um right. they just want to be the best but mvg he's um did i say mvg i meant mvd there's something else that's mvg that's a sponsorship but mvd is a super duper cool guy so if you're into the smash community um and you follow him i'm just saying he's he's a cool really nice guy in real life um he's a snake player um and so that was Dude is a awesome. professional snake player? Yeah. He's like one of the best <laughs> snake players out there. For sure. Get zooks. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, that was really, really cool. But something else cool that happened this weekend was when I played, my first match was uh, on the stream. So the entire live like, event was being streamed, but only some of the games were being highlighted obviously like all of top eight and stuff was being highlighted the second day but the first day when there's still pools only some of the games were going and my pool started and they're like hey you're gonna be on stream and i'm like what there's like a thousand people watching (laughs) so um and at that point i was so tired i didn't really care and i wasn't really thinking straight um and so i was like you know what i'm gonna go own two it's gonna be awesome because that means we get to leave earlier because i was just tired of being around all those people for five hours um five six hours however long it was um and but yeah then i then i went on the stream and like they have a big projector screen and like seats so people can just watch um (laughs) and of course um daniel and our friend scott were like super pumped they're like oh my gosh you're gonna be on stream she's like ah (laughs) Um, and I played another, awesome. I played a snake player and I did take one game, but I eventually did lose to him. It was, um, really close though. And it was really, it was fun, even though I had like stage fright, I think, cause I literally couldn't think like I was mashing <laughs> buttons and doing a lot of, th- I was still doing like, everyone said I was 
playing well for the that's, most part. That's where training kicks in. Yeah, it was mm. really weird. I think <laughs> if I wasn't playing it on stream, I definitely would have beaten him because I would have been actually thinking straight. But um, I just never... I've, I've been featured on stream before at a local. That's very different because yeah. no one really watches those. But this was a major-ish tournament. So I'm like, ooh. So if you want to go back and watch me on stream, you can do that. Um, ooh. I'm trying to remember the name of the Twitch channel it was streamed on. I don't remember. But the tournament was called Poor Priority 5. And I was in Pool D. And so it's one of the pool ones, but it's, it was between an Isabel and a snake because I was Isabel and he was snake. Um, and I definitely don't want to watch the like VOD itself with the chat because I know the chat's going to be toxic um, because that's just, that's Twitch chat is toxic. Um, but I had commentators, like people were commenting my match and people were cheering me on. Um, people I don't even know. There was a top player. His name is Best Ness. He's, he's a Ness player, um, if you couldn't tell. Um, but he's like, again, he's a really, really good top player. He got, I think he got top eight at this tournament and, um, he heard Daniel and Scott screaming for me and being really excited. He just turned and looked at them and then he's just like, let's go Isabel, like cheering me on too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, there was again, more top players just like watching. Um, yeah. So that was just, that was a really cool awesome. experience. Cool. Um, but Sorry, that was kind of long, but I just want to I want to touch base on all of that. Um, no, it's super cool. It's cool. It was really neat experience. So, yeah. Well, if that's everything, Shelly, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24, which I kind of am using more now since I'm like following all these Smash players. But we'll see if I actually tweet more. I don't know. Um, and <laughs> then you can find me on Twitch at uh, Geeks Under Grace. Geeks Under Grace channel on Twitch. Not playing Smash. Still playing Shadow or Mordor. Still cool. getting through that. Yep. And Joe? You can find me on Twitter at Joe Knows Games. Cool. And you can find me on Twitter at Cody Armor. Keep gaming. Keep praying. And God bless. Bye, y'all. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.